Hello, creeps. I'll be your ghost. I mean host. As we delve the crypts of spooky movies and even spookier theory. Welcome to Horror Vanguard. Like, it, you know, uh, we have gotten better at this because I think our workflow has gotten better. But we've also gotten better at just being honest with listeners and being like, hey, really sorry, but uh, today's episode will be out tomorrow. And because we've been doing this for a while and people kind of know us and, and go, oh, okay, fine. And again, because we've cultivated a kind of core audience, um, you know, something we do on our Discord server quite a lot is like, what if we tried this? Would people be interested? Or what do people have a suggestion for film? Like we have a whole channel on the Discord server, which is just for what would you like to see us do? Like what kind of movie would you like to see us cover? And we always go, we're not promising that we're going to do every single one because it might be a movie that's been talked to death or like yeah. we're like, we don't really feel like we would have a distinctive kind of position on it. Mm. But we try and do, uh, we try and do suggestions pretty regularly. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot less pressure than academic work, but it also demands in some ways uh, going, no, there will be an episode out next week instead of going, it's fine, I'll have that article done in the summer because the <laughs> summer is that nebulous time period that could be a week long or it can be four months long and nobody knows. <laughs> um, but this, it kind of brings us on to this idea of like um, building that audience, uh, something that academics or people within the universities are not very good at is especially uh, when you're starting out is being like, this is something that you should, you should support financially. Yeah. This is something that requires, I mean, the, the one thing uh, universities offer is resources, right? But we're, we're often very reluctant to be like, can we have them? And often <laughs> those resources are very unevenly distributed. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're pretty bad about doing this. And, you know, it took us a long time to be like, maybe merch would be cool. And it, that stayed hypothetical for a very long time because Literally we were like, years. <laughs> uh, nobody, nobody would buy it. And you go, hang on, why not? Why, why wouldn't they? I think it's really important to be, uh, how, how do you make, make a thing which is sustainable? Mm -hmm. uh, so we have, there is a show uh, Patreon account where people can support for a few dollars every month. They get access to the Discord server. They get access to some written stuff on there. They get access to a bonus episode every month uh, and early access to every episode. So episodes usually go up for patrons, I think, three days before they go public. Two days. Two or three days. Four days. Four days. Four this days. is why I'm not the producer of the show. <laughs> uh, so patrons get, get them, get it first and earliest, and they get bonus material. Um, and in a way, you go, well, I'm asking them to pay for something, which I'm going to give them once they've paid. And really, that's not the way that I try and think about it. It's, it's asking people to support something they've already got. Mm -hmm. So there are 200 episodes of the show available on every platform for free. And if you like it, you can help there be more of it. I think we have people who support us on Patreon who probably don't listen to the show that much. But they like that the show exists. They like that that's a thing in the world. And they go, well, there should be more of this. And I think that's a much, um, it's a much healthier way of thinking about things in terms yeah. of like, how do you form a community of people online? And it, it all starts with cultivating that listenership and the core listenership of that core listenership that will come with you. 
So instead of going, I want you to pay me for this thing that I'm going to do in the future, <laughs> it's like, okay, you really liked the idea. You can help this idea continue. Um, because that's that's how I think about uh, this idea of like monetizing the show. We don't we don't talk about it enough. I feel we've no. We are very bad at promoting. <laughs> we're, we're very bad at promoting our show. And uh, this is this is something we talked about in the Q and A yesterday too, a little bit. But like, I, a good part of the reason why we're bad at promoting the show is because we're academics, yeah. right? And like, could you imagine giving a conference paper and at the end of it going, uh, "Please subscribe to my Patreon for less than a cup of coffee a month. We've got shirts and posters over there in the corner." You know, like it, everyone would look at you like like you're a train that just ran through the room. You know, it would be so bizarre. It's, it's incredibly it's it's honestly when you stop and think about it from the external point of view, one of the biggest and difficult, most difficult parts of being an academic is writing hugely complex intellectual work. And you are expected to do it for free forever. Mm. Yeah. And it, so much so much so that the idea of being paid to write is a novelty. Yep. Like uh, academic journals, journals are capitalism's financial gatekeeping of knowledge. Uh, 8,000 words that you write, write for free. Journals are edited for free. Journals are reviewed for free. Journals have profit margins of nearly 50%. And none of that money goes to any of the people involved in the actual work of the journal itself. Mm-hmm. Right, and this is something that is deeply internalized. This idea that yeah. your work is, does not warrant any kind of financial support, but we're not asking people to kind of pay us. To, you know, it's not like on-demand criticism <laughs> where we set up the little. Booth. Oh, hang on, that's a good. Hang on, I have to write that down. On-demand criticism. But know. rather, it's like if if you want this, if 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 you believe in some small way that we can make a positive contribution to kind of popular public discourse around culture, why why would we not? go actually hey we've got some extra stuff for you if you want to help us keep doing the show please do um promotion and as we put it in our notes here do promote the show promote whatever you do regularly and don't Mm -hmm. be embarrassed about promoting it uh social media moves so quickly we've had new episodes come out and people go i didn't know why didn't you why didn't you say (laughs) why didn't why didn't you tell us Uh, the the biggest complaint that we've ever gotten is not that we promote the show too much is that we don't do it enough yeah People go, I didn't, I didn't know that this was, a, I would have loved to have found out about this six months ago. And it takes us a long time to kind of internalize this idea that actually people do want to know. Mm. And because we, again, this goes back to this notion of balanced cruel optimism, right? So much yep. of yourself gets invested in, in, the, in the thing, that subject object distinction kind of collapses. You go, well, if I'm promoting my work, it means I'm promoting myself and I can't do that, right? Because that's ego. No, people are interested in what you do, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the biggest, as I say, the biggest complaints we've ever gotten is not that we overpromote; it's that we don't we don't do it enough, and we should do it more. Um, it does not uh, have the same kind of clout as academic publications. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't look great on it your should, CV, um, but you know we talk to more people and we talk to more people more regularly than like the show gets more listeners uh, in a week than re- all of my academic work has ever gotten in ever. readers in total ever. Yeah, easily. People have literally put hundreds of thousands of hours listening to the show, and the biggest conference paper I ever had was like, I think like fifty people showed up to that one. And I remember when the first episode that we had to go over three hundred plays went over three hundred plays, and I tried to imagine like a crowded auditorium listening to me giving a paper on gremlins. 
you know, and, and now like trying to think about like the size of a mid-sized American city listening to me talk about gremlins. You know, like like we all know the average readership of the average journal article into humanities, Nothing. right? Nothing. Uh, like something like 98% published material gets one or two citations, probably mm -hmm. less. And it's like all of this, all of this work, all of this incredible work. Uh, and it's like there's an audience which is, you know, it's like it's this hyper focused kind of craftsmanship putting it together when just like just there, just just over there. <laughs> If you change what you do just ever so slightly, there's going to be there's going to be so many more people who will get something out of it. We hope you've enjoyed the dread discourse. Until next week, stay spooky.